This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I get the privilege of serving as the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries and working in the same office with our founder, Rocky Fleming. And Rocky's here again with us today. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you, Brian. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's it's been awesome. I, I, uh, I'm excited for this podcast because uh, it's, it's something that I feel we need to talk about and, and celebrate and, and praise God about. And that is... Uh, that this is our 20 year anniversary of influencers. And uh, uh, 2001 was uh, the first official journey group. Now I know that you're gonna talk about how it probably started long before that. Um, <laughs> or we could even say that it started when Jesus started the first journey group. First <laughs> yeah, <month. laughs> but quite, quite true. <laughs> but in our mark time marking uh, ways, uh, this is 20 years, 2021 is 20 years of making disciples. And uh, we're excited about that. We're we uh, just want to praise God for that. Um, but I, so I wanted to give our listeners, all our influencers out there, especially with all the new people that have come in the ministry in the last several years, uh, let them hear the story again and how it started, a little of the history. We've, we've done some podcasts on this in the past, but I thought it was appropriate to do it again. Uh, and, and not just the history, but some of the, the treasure, some of the, the, the lessons learned, uh, the fruit. Uh, and so, Rocky, no, no one better to talk about that than you. I, I've been in this thing 15 years, so I got in five years after the first journey group. So I feel privileged. I've been around a little while. But uh, so, Rocky, why don't you just tell everybody, uh, just tell wherever you want to jump in or how this whole thing got started. How to unpack the story, right? Yeah, yeah. Brian, the... Uh... The truth is, it's not about building a ministry. It's about being part of a movement. Mm-hmm. And the movement I talk about is a movement of the of the Lord through the lives of the people that have been part of this influencer story. Um, I, I, the journey began in my life, yes, before 2001. The principles of John 15, the concept of abiding, the test of whether or not that that's enough, you know, having to undo so much of the misunderstandings and misconceptions that I had growing up about God and the ways of God and the ways of man and, and Rocky's ways that needed to be undone. That had to be hammered out first. And uh, before I was able to, go forward with it to help other people go to this place that God was showing me, I had to understand what that looked like. And so it was a, the journey was a private journey for me. And so when I, when I drew these men together, I wouldn't say they had it all together by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I had been down that path a good while beforehand. And I knew that I knew that it's kind of like some things that are fundamentals that are truths that weathered the time. And these truths were 2,000 year old. They were, they were not just recent things. These were biblical truths that, that I went back to and I read and I looked at that and I asked the question, where did we, where'd we forget this? I mean, this is so important to understand about abiding in Christ and about 
you know, the journey that we are on to intimacy with him and then the great enabling of, of us to be able to be a part of his mission has got to come from that proximity with him. And why is that story not being told? Why is it not being shared? Because I didn't see it. I didn't hear it from anybody. And, uh, and, and I think the Lord laid that on me to understand through my own journey how important it is because I saw, I saw the transformation that occurred just as I observed my life through the grid of looking at me just simply as a man, not, not me per se, but a man like me and why a man like with me would be reformed from the character that I once was, the, the, the man that I grew up being, and then how this proximity with Christ began to yoke that man and transform that man. And I, I understood what was happening from a biblical standpoint. I understood what was happening. And I also understood that when that happens, that we can't stay put there because it's not just about my, my life. It's about my life being used to help others. And, and this is where it went public. It was the motivation of to continue my own journey, but also to reach back and help others see what I'm seeing. Now, like I said, I didn't have it all together at that time. So those men helped me to continue on my journey as well they discovered on theirs. And, and I think the collective of that reinforced what we were seeing and feeling and hearing and iron sharpening iron type things. And, um, and can I so, jump in here real quick? Yeah. Can I jump in real quick? Just yeah. say this: at this point in time, you had never written a book, you'd yeah. never written a curriculum. I mean, you'd never done anything like that, other no. than go through other people's curriculum and different things. You'd tried Bible studies and all that, oh, yeah. But you'd never written one thing at this point. No, just life. my journal. I had done a lot <laughs> of journaling for several years, and uh, but uh, I had done a lot of mentoring. Now, I mentored men a lot. And it was my favorite thing to take them to lunch or get coffee with them. As a businessman, I was seemed to be always interested in people. And I think that gift of encouragement was what was going on with me. And, and again, I, I think there, there's a bubbling up within our life of, of Christ's point of view when we get closer to him. And I was getting closer to him. I was abiding in him. I was really showing the signs, so to speak. And, and I think that creates tension in you, a good tension now to want to get outside yourself and help other people some way. I didn't know how to help them though at that time. All I needed to do was be a, be a good listener or play golf with them or be a good friend, that type thing. But I, I really didn't know exactly how to take them to where I was. But that's where the Lord began to connect some dots. And, um, and when, when we started the, the journey the first year in 2001, it was in January, I believe. <clears throat> and uh, I just asked these, uh, I asked 10 men at the time if they would agree to meet with me that I, I felt like that there was a spiritual journey that I was on, that, that there was more of God that I needed and there's more of me he wanted. And I felt like it would be found in, this John 15 passage and the intimacy with him that we're invited to. And I asked them if they would consider going on this 
year long journey with me and and seven men agreed to it and um and so we started meeting every two years i mean every two weeks for a year and uh, during those two weeks is when god downloaded the the journey as we know it now it was the basic a basic foundation of the journey as we know it since that time it has been refined to be more of a uh, easier user-friendly tool at that time not a lot of people could have used what i had because there were a lot of my notes and my my stories and my processing and when we finished up that first year uh we had these men in that group said they would like to build their own journey groups. And would I give them my notes? And I did. And I spent most of my time trying to translate my <laughs> notes, my handwriting, one thing, but also what do you mean here? And, and, you know, when you're given, when I got my personal life stories in there, when they're sharing my personal life stories, it doesn't work. <laughs> they need to get their own personal life stories. So, so the bottom line is I had to, I had to then apply myself as an author to began to write the curriculum in such a way that it can be used by other people and released as such. And then I even did the desktop publishing of it. And it, man, it was, it might, you're talking about a Model T now. I was a Henry Ford at that particular time. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and so it took some time actually. And I had, I had some people that, that helped me too, that, uh, that helped me kind of look at it from the standpoint of, of layout and uh, things that would make the points more understandable. The, the, the body, the body of it was there. The framework was there. The heart and soul of it was there, but getting it more user-friendly was the objective for the next few years. And, and as you know, since you've been here, how many, how many revisions have we had just to make it more user-friendly? Yeah, there's been five or six, I think, since I came on board. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe more. <laughs> and again, it's it we hadn't changed anything about it except just making it user friendly, and um, because that's what it's all about is trying to help it be used by other people and released and and be something that's kind of self contained, because we don't want it to always require a teacher to have to prop it up with his or her spiritual gift of teaching. We don't want it to be taught. We want it to be facilitated. That's a, that's a, a key point of the, of the process because we want to create self-feeders rather than people being spoon-fed. But I need to get to that later. Because <laughs> right now we're talking about the first year. And the first year, the, we just, uh, it was very vertically oriented, Brian. And there's a big difference between the typical uh, men's Bible studies back then, uh, or accountability groups. I mean, we had them, they had E-teams and various other things that people met and they shared and they held accountability and all that. And there were Bible studies too, but most of the Bible studies were driven toward knowledge and the others were driven about horizontal relationship and accountability. But I didn't see anything that was vertically oriented about uh, intimacy with Christ. And that was the thing that was different from all of the other discipleship programs that I had been involved with uh, the previous years. They were good. I mean, I, I cut my teeth on the Bible, on Scripture, on journaling, using some of the other uh, programs. But there was something missing about the heart transfer. There was just something missing about the awakening within the heart. And, and that's what I felt the Lord was showing me. Why, why the journey? 
because the journey is about a heart connection with the Lord, not not just an intellectual connection. You, you can't get to the heart unless you go through three through, through theology. I mean, that's just a given. But you can oftentimes only go to theology and never get to the heart. It can't stop there. And unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, because the, the scriptures are designed to point to Jesus. And all of them are designed to point to the intimate Jesus and the intimate, caring, loving God who wants to have an intimate relationship with his creation. But most of them fall short of that. Um, and it's a shame because the scriptures, if they're, if they're truly understood as they should be, it's not about just knowledge. It's about transformation. And I knew that. That was something the Lord revealed to me, and that's why the journey has always been very vertically oriented. And we, we fight hard to help people understand that, that that's the uniqueness about what we're doing. And if they make it horizontally driven for whatever reason, uh, they change the they change the the process. They change the heart of it, and it and it doesn't reproduce. It doesn't have the impact that the the journey as it was inspired will have. Let me ask you this, Rocky. How how did you know who to invite? Those first ten. I mean, what what did you pray pray about it and just see who God led you to? What how'd you do that? I. I don't really remember if if I prayed about them specifically, but just prayed generally about inviting people to be a part of it. These were these were men that I knew. A couple of them were businessmen that I had uh, walked walked to the door of the kingdom, and they made the decision to cross that bridge, as influencer did. And uh, and I had the privilege of one in particular, Bob Brown, who was one of those people that is a very successful businessman and neighbor came to know Christ. I was able to baptize him in his swimming pool. I asked him to be a part of the first journey group and he did. And he served as the president of the ministry up until what last year mm. I had, I think he had a 17 year run. I think he was said, well, it's time to rotate off. <laughs> <laughs> and he and Tony Elliott were, were, in that first group and Tony and Bob were on the first board. And, um, and so the, uh, the thing that we tried to hold, I've ho tried to hold true to, and, and I've tried to help others like yourself understand. And that is, I don't know. I don't know what we have here other than to say that God is, has, has given us something that man could not give. I didn't, I couldn't have done this. There had to, I had to be, writing under the inspiration of the Lord, the whole layout of it, the way it's found, it's built foundationally to, to build foundations of understanding and awaken the heart to aspects about God that most people don't understand aspects about the Holy spirit. Most people don't understand about abiding in Christ. Most people don't understand about the fruit of the spirit and the gifts of the spirit. All of those just kind of were built a foundation, uh, uh, built on foundations that led to proximity with Christ. And what we found is if they will follow the process as the Lord has, has delivered it to us, 
that it generally will walk them into that close proximity with Christ, and they will begin to understand what what we're talking about, about abiding in Christ and how it transforms our lives. Well, and, and Rocky, you said, you've told me before that um, you met every two weeks with these guys because you wanted them digging in in the two weeks in between meetings. Um, but then in those two weeks, God would download to you the next step. Like yeah. it was just like one step at a time. It wasn't like he gave you the whole process. It was just one foundation upon another. Yeah. Um, and just, just out of the purity of seeking the Holy Spirit. And and again, I will reiterate that the seeking of the Holy Spirit began years before. And and I think it was those uh, spiritual epiphanies that I had in my own journey that helped me under, understand why they needed to uh, see the process as I was seeing. Because there has to be some undoing of incorrect theology. Uh, the whole concept of uh, people's idea about God is oftentimes very skewed because they never have studied scriptures about him. They don't, they don't know his names. They don't know his, his works. They don't know his heart. They don't understand a lot of things. They just have, they pick it up second, third, fourth hand knowledge. And if you're going to worship this God, you need to know him. And this is the first segment in enlightened is really getting to know the intimate God that we have. And that opens eyes, and, and it makes people less fearful of him. And, uh, and even, even that understanding, as you know, it's, it's kind of evolved even the last several years where I wrote An Orphan No More. Uh, An Orphan No More is, is basically a, a book to help them understand the, that everything about God's characteristics that deal with us personally, about him knowing us and everything about us, about him caring, about what he knows about, about, about being willing to be involved with everything he knows and cares about and, and being able to do something about what he knows and cares and willing to do. But all those characteristics about God, they would scare you to death if, you did, if they were not built on the foundation underneath all that, and that is God's grace. Because if God didn't have grace and he knows everything about us, where could we hide from that knowledge? And if he were a policeman of our life, how in the world could we ever be comfortable with that kind of scrutiny? And yet when we understand that all of that is built on a, a solid foundation of his grace, unmerited favor, unconditional love, then that knowledge of us becomes our friend rather than an enemy. And that's an example of just being enlightened to the truth. And so many people don't know the truth. And like Jesus said, you know the truth, truth sets you free. Hmm. And so that, that year, the Lord uh, unpacked, and I can see it now strategically the way he did it. But he unpacked the journey in such a way that ordinary men, ordinary businessmen, they were not biblical scholars. Uh, but they were hungry. That's a key thing right there. They were hungry. They they really wanted to know this 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 Lord that they've been worshiping. Uh, and they were looking for a way to get into theology in such a way that it was practical application, and that they don't have to know the Greek or the Hebrews to to get it. 
they could they could understand the simplicity of it, and and it and it passed through the, this relationship grid. And of course, as we know, that there's no better teacher than the Holy Spirit. And so, rather than going to seminary to get taught, well, we'll let the Holy Spirit teach us what these scriptures are saying. Nothing wrong with seminaries. It's just saying not a lot of people can go. But everybody's invited to this relationship with him. And I think this day and time, and maybe maybe influencers is is a is part of a new church movement. And we are we are part of the church. We're not an organized church per se, but we are part of the big C. And I think that there's, especially since COVID, that a lot of the models are being redefined out there. There, there are many people that are, are no longer attending their organized church because of the reasons that have been mentioned, but home churches are now springing up right and left. Hmm. And so we're seeing reproduction in that with churches as well with journey, the journey with influencers. Because a lot of the things that are being changed right now uh, I think is a work of the Holy Spirit. I think he's shaking a lot of our traditional models and expanding it so that we can reach more people with the gospel. And I think influencers was God breathed. I think this ministry and the, and the journey were just breathed out by him to ordinary men, just ordinary people like Peter, James, and John, those other disciples. I'm not a fisherman, but I wouldn't wouldn't mind being one, <laughs> but um, the fact is, is that I think that the beauty of it is nobody in this ministry who's in leadership, and especially me, can take credit. Mm. It's all God, what He's done. Absolutely. Well, and Rocky, so so take us to the point when uh, all these things were just things that were stirring within you. And you believed this to be true, and you and he proved it to you personally. But now you're trying to share it with other men. And and at what point did you realize, ah, this is this wasn't contained just for me. This is for other people, where they were seeing the same things you were seeing. It happened. It happened when we had our commencement, uh, which was after a year. And uh, and that and this is when I became a writer because I wrote my first book for those men. It's called The Prayer Cottage in the Sacred Garden. It's a small book. I'm accused that some of the blank pages are numbered. <laughs> That's not my fault. That's the, way the, that's the way the printing industry does it. It is a small book, but, it, but uh, I wrote it uh, for them to use for a half day of prayer. Because like most people, especially men, they have a hard time getting alone with the Lord for any length of time. It scares them to death. And yet every time we get them alone and give them a, the, the process of using the, the, the prayer cottage to walk them through a three or four hour extended time of prayer, they come back saying the time ran out and they want more. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the most profound things that ever happens to them. And, and so what God gave me was an understanding how people work. They're distracted. Men are distracted when they have a lot of time on their hand and and just being scared to death, go out by yourself in the woods with your Bible and your journal. You know, what do you do with that? So I wrote that little story, a book 
And I gave it to them and I asked them, would you read this? You know, it'd take you probably 45 minutes to read it, maybe an hour. What do you think? Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. And uh, I said, read that. And then uh, then I have a little a little uh, kind of a questionnaire on here. There's a walk through the different stages of the book and, and journal your thoughts on that. And, uh, and, and this is about prayer now. This is a, a way to get them focused on prayer and, and different aspects of prayer. You know, we've heard of ACTS, A-C-T-S, you know, which is an acronym for, you know, stages of prayer. Well, this is kind of like that, but not really. It's more of a narrative. It's, a, it's an allegory, uh, but it's also a place where they kind of park out on certain things. Well, they came back and and they were, I mean, I, it was like I I had no idea that it would have that impact. I really didn't. Like so many of the things that I've written, to see people be impacted by it, I I still astounded by it. But they were impacted, and they were the ones that encouraged me to consider having it published. And I never thought about that before. And so, uh, and I went to the next stage on that after we got out. But to answer your question about uh, from the standpoint of when did I know that it was more than just for me is when I began to see the fruit that came out of these men self-feeding and pursuing intimacy with Christ. And I started seeing the same transformation occurring in them that I had seen in my life. And I knew that they were in proximity with Christ. And, and then the, the next, I think, big indicator was when these men said that they would like to take my notes and build their own groups. And, um, and so what that showed me that is organic. Now, let me tell you what was going on me at right that point. I, I said... Guys, I enjoyed being with you for a year. I hope that you're blessed. Go with God and let's get lunch sometimes. (laughs) That's how I was ending it because my objective then was to go build another group. And that's kind of the way I operated. I was always trying to look for people who I can mentor or disciple. I I didn't have the vision to understand that this was about something like a ministry. I didn't. I didn't have the vision to understand that that this was the beginning of influencers and the beginning of of big changes in my life too because I was a businessman I was a career guy and had my own career I was self-employed and and I was joyfully given the opportunity to have a successful career gave me time to do the things I really was in passion for which was that and uh doing doing this uh, mentoring and, and discipling but uh when they began to ask for, uh, you know, to take the group outward, then I began to see it reproducing without my leadership, without my control, without my vision. I joined the vision. I didn't make the vision. People say, well, you're a visionary. Nah, I just trying to walk with Jesus. <laughs> That's my deal. You know, I can't see that far down the road. But I, but I know this, Brian, I, I know what people down the road need. I know all the people down the road need what what we've been shown. No matter what their culture, their race, their language, 
their background or their present situation. I know, I know without a doubt what they need is what God has shown me and shown you and shown us. And, and I, and I can see his masterful divine orchestration that began with basically humble men, um, just wanted to walk walk out their relationship with him, and then doing what a disciple does. We reach back. You can't you can't be a disciple of Jesus without making disciples. I mean, it's just the bottom line is that there's a disconnect if you stop there, and you can't make disciples unless you are one. So it's a it's a natural process that you have to go to this place where you find that which is what God's wanting to give you, which is discipleship and proximity with Him, lordship. But he doesn't want you to park out there. It's, it's vitally important to be reaching back. And if you're healthy and you're linked with him, with your connection with him, then it's going to happen. You're going to have, a, you're going to have that kind of tension in you to be a steward of your, of your life, of your gifts, of that investment's been made in you. And I saw that. And not only did I see it with those men, then I saw it with the people that they work with and the people they work with. And I knew it wasn't about me. You know, you asked ask that question in such a way I can tell you that there was a question asked, I guess, the, maybe the third year when we started seeing a lot of life change. And uh, the church, one of the churches here, a big church that, uh, that I've attended, uh, one of the pastors or pastors asked a question, is, is this journey thing they're hearing about, is it really that that inspiring and that powerful? Or is this just the, is there, are these the spiritual gift of teaching that Rocky has? I mean, can it be reproduced if Rocky is not a part of the formula, right? And, and, and when that was asked of me, I said, look, I don't, I don't know anything about it from a reproduction standpoint, uh, only one thing. This is the only thing I know. And that is if we abide in Christ, we will bear fruit. That's the only thing I know. <laughs> and I believe that if we can help people learn to abide in Christ, that we, it, will re, it will reproduce. And I'm not certainly wanting to reproduce a little rock, a bunch of Rockies out there doing this thing because they got their own spiritual gifts. They got their own uh, beautiful expression of their life. And what I want to do is get them in close proximity to Christ so he can have his way with them. And that's, that's what's reproduced. It'll fail if it's me having to prop it up. If I have to be the, the ingredient to this the whole time, it's not what the Lord is wanting us to do because it's not about a man, it's about him. And so I said that for 20 years, and I think they're finally starting to say, yeah, I think he's telling, he's been saying all along the <laughs> truth here. Because they're seeing now other people that are passionate, that are fruitful, that are changing lives because their life is being uh, blessing these people because they're, they're reaching back and helping them. Well, um Rocky, we're about out of time for for this broadcast, but I'm gonna I want to I want to have you back and continue this conversation because there's more to the story of what happened after that, where it went, um, and I really want to dig into some of the lessons learned and some of the high points that you've seen, some of the 
wonderful things you've seen through the years. So, uh, well, so you're, I'm gonna, you're, you're talking about a part two then, aren't you? <laughs> part two. That's right. Yeah. This is, this is a big enough deal. We want to have a, have a couple parts, maybe three parts, who knows, but, uh, but this is a big deal and this is all great to recount. Uh, it's just, uh, it's a testimony, testimony to what God's done. And so, uh, so thank you, Rocky. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, pick back up next week with uh, part two, but, uh, Anyway, this has been the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm Brian Craig, your host, and uh, we do these just about every once a week. And uh, you can find these on our website, influencers.org. It's coming soon. We hope to have these on Spotify and Apple as well for those of you who uh, subscribe to podcasts on those those platforms. But uh, anyway, I look forward to joining uh, part two of uh, the history of influencers and the celebration of our 20-year anniversary next week. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. me.